A new season of Bridgerton is here. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabby Collins. And this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s She looked like a million bucks Scams a bunch of famous athletes out of untold fortunes Nearly 10 million dollars was all gone It's just unbelievable Hide your money in your old rich man Because <laughs> she is on the prowl Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer On the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts the Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. Well, how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Food Court, a production of iHeartRadio. Food Court is now in session. I got that right. I'm your host and judge, Richard Blaze, and this is a podcast where I settle all of your food arguments once and for all. It is a tough job, but someone's got to do it. Joining us in court this week, we have two guys who are no stranger to strong opinions. I'm very excited to hear their case because I can only imagine the argument that they need settled. One is a fixture of the food world a man whose goal is to literally eat his way around the world. He's written a ton about food. It's Simon Majumdar. Hello, mate. Nice to see you. Thank you. Glad to be on the show. Yeah, with the air horn introduction. And of course, sitting across from Simon, we have a fixture of the Los Angeles improv community and performs weekly on the podcast Alchemy This. It's Joey Greer. Hello. (laughs) Joey Greer coming in flexing. I didn't get an air horn? Oh, there we go. Okay. There it is. Yeah. Yeah, You got to flex, then you get the air horn. Nobody needs to see me flex. Trust me. (laughs) No, that that could be true. Although you're looking quite svelte, Simon. I've lost a lot of weight, I have. Uh, Back from some world travels, I'm sure. Yes, just back from Japan. Yeah, there you go. Joey, where are you back from? I'm um, back from my house. <laughs> so. There we go. Okay, we are getting into it. I'm just having too much fun with this gavel. Today, you'll be facing off in an argument that's more about restaurants than a specific food. It's a special case. And oh boy, I have to force myself to stay neutral because as a chef and a person who eats, I'm sure I'll have a thing or two to say about this one. Judging is tough, but I think, gentlemen, I think I'm up for the task. I think I can do it. Before we get started, let's get to know our guests a little better uh, Simon, tell the listeners a little bit about yourself there. Well, I like to say that I live my life by the phrase, go everywhere, eat everything. So for the last, oh gosh, 10, 15 years, I've been traveling around the world eating and the United States eating as much as possible. Now an American citizen, moved from London, God bless Her Majesty, 
although not many people are saying that at the moment, uh, but travel around the country and ended up coming to the United States, getting married, and now have done, for the last 10 years almost, this year is my 10th anniversary on the Food Network. Amazing. Wow. I know, on Iron Chef and Cutthroat Kitchen, where we've battled against each other. This is true. We've battled against each other. We've judged with each other on other shows as well. But Simon, I need to tell you, we are not necessarily friends today. I am unbiased. Friendly, but not friends. Oh, friendly, but but not friends when it comes to I'll the argument. I'll take that. I'll okay, take that. Fair enough. And uh, Joey, how long have you lived in LA? And uh I have to ask a question because Los Angeles is so food crazy right now. Yeah. What is also like your favorite place to eat in Los Angeles right now? My favorite place to eat, uh, Pine and Crane mm. over on I, uh, I like that restaurant. Respect. I gave that, I do reviews for Time Out LA. I gave that a a great review. That's fantastic. Their other restaurant too, Joy Own York, yeah. is also spectacular It's too. great. Great people. Yeah. Uh, I also was on uh, Iron Chef. You were? <laughs> so I... <laughs> I did that for a while. There you go. Yeah. Nice. It was a different one. It was like a local show. It wasn't it wasn't the big one, but yeah. I nice. ish. Chef. Yeah. Same yeah, yeah. title, same thing. Yeah. So. I love it. What was one of your favorite episodes that you competed on in the local rendition uh, of Iron it, Chef? It was actually it's it's kind of weird. It's my favorite. It was kind of a disaster. Um uh, one of the uh the chefs uh proposed to me. Wow. <laughs> and I was like, What are you doing? You, know you were Morimoto, who knew? Yeah, yeah, and it was uh, it, it just wasn't good because the secret ingredient was love. Oh, Ooh. That's what it was. Ooh, I like that. So uh, you're up against it, Simon. I, I know. I know. This guy is obviously very smart, very quick-witted, and I am a slow, grumpy old man. But I will do my best. Okay. I'll give it my best shot. Well, you're going to have to. In a matter of fact, <laughs> Simon, you're the one who is bringing the case to the food court today. So let our listeners know, what are you bringing uh, to the court? I am standing my ground for the case that standing in line for a meal... At a no-reservation restaurant is just plain silly. It should never happen. Ooh, really revealing that you are an old grumpy man, I, No, I am. I would make my word very sincerely. I think I've been doing this for years. I hate standing in line for food, loathe it, and I think I've got good arguments why it should never happen. I hope so. You have a binder worth of documents with you. So. It's a lot. <laughs> that, that is a lot. Uh, okay, Joey, what are you bringing here to uh, go against Simon's argument? Today, I am arguing for human connection. I am saying against technology and using the skills that we have innately as human beings to talk to each other mm. as a reason why we should go to restaurants. That being in line is a good thing. Fantastic thing. I love that. And for someone who, ha who, who has used love as an ingredient, yes. I think we got a good connection. I think this is going to be a good fight. It's going to be a tough one. <laughs> okay, here we go. Before we get into the debate here at Food Court, it's customary to have a quick trivia round. Ooh. Before the oral arguments, the winner of the trivia round gets to decide the order that you present, which is uh, an important strategy. So it's almost as good as a real prize, I guess is what I'm saying. Almost. <laughs> almost. There are real like, prizes, like right? Ca cash sure. would be better. Yeah, we'll do cash. We yeah, yeah. Cash. If, if it's easier for yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. Crystal said be there was cash. She yeah. said there was hard cash here. The beverages on the table probably are what you will be receiving. as oh, your yes. We brought prize. these in. We're <laughs> talking about the slightly exactly. out-of-date Diet exactly. Coke. Uh, so it is time to okay. test your knowledge. First, we have to figure out what your buzzers sound like. Simon, what is the sound your buzzer makes? It's the sound of me going for a poop at 2 a.m. in the morning. Oh, what does that sound like? <laughs> the, the clown car. <laughs> you need to check your bowels, sir. Hey. <laughs> When, you, when you're in your 50s and you've got a prostate like mine. Also, who's got to get out of your way at 2 in the morning? Uh, <laughs> anyone who's in the way. All right, Joey, what is your buzzer? Ooh, hello. Hello. It's the Avon lady. <laughs> Human connection. Parking. <laughs> That's right? dated me. The Avon lady, do you remember? The lady who used to come in and ring the doorbell and she'd bring in like 
I remember hearing oh, yeah. about it. No, she yeah, was, she was right. so old. Huge federal case for kidnapping. <laughs> yeah, but Jasmine just mentioned the other day, uh, one of our writers, right? Uh, and my wife. Also that, like, remember when kids would just knock on the door and be like, hey, is Joey here to play? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. that was a thing, mm -hmm. right? Probably around the same time that the Avon lady was Avon knocking. lady. They come and do little cosmetics parties. Okay. okay, here we go. We're getting into the trivia. There's three questions. You're going to just ring your uh, buzzer when you have an answer. And you can just keep answering, by the way. Question one. Are you ready, gentlemen? Yes. Mm -hmm. How long over the entire life does the average person spend waiting in line? All right. That's Simon Majumdar. Six weeks. Six weeks is wrong. The answer yeah. is more than six weeks. Joey, you want to take a shot? Hello? <laughs> uh, two years. Two years is correct. What? Has Joey seen a script? No. That's amazing. I call shenanigans. Uh, this has all been set up. I, I can tell you as the judge, there are no shenanigans here, but I do want to know, Joey, what went into like coming up with that answer? You know, when you said it was more than four weeks, I was like, well, you know, it's got to be something insane. Yes. And two years felt right mm. because uh, on the show, The Doctors, they say two years is how long it takes to find connection. That so. is amazing. <laughs> The, quoting the doctors is also as amazing. Uh, and Joey using his improv skill to know that it wasn't the obvious answer. He was taking it to the next place. Mm -hmm. the extreme. Years. He's up 1-0. Simon, you look a little bit dismayed right now. Well, I'm still I'm still <laughs> wondering whether I've got chump written over my forehead right now. Not but let's yet. carry on. Not yet. Right, okay, let's go, go on. Let's Question see I... two. On what TV show did the cast wait for a table for an entire episode? Seinfeld. Seinfeld is correct. Yes. Simon Majumdar. Yes. Back with a bang. The, Chinese restaurant, if I remember. Chinese right. restaurant episode, absolutely. Where Ken I think didn't, they, didn't wait for the end of the question, but whatever. You know what I mean? Well, he's quick. He's quick to the buzzer. Joey's quick to the buzzer. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I, I'm just saying. No, I mean, this is okay. Listen, Joey, fair <laughs> enough. No one said that you had to wait. To the, no one said that you had to wait to the end, but usually you do. You're a gentleman. <laughs> Simon, you're quick to the buzzer. It is tied 1-1. It's okay, Simon. Everything's good. Or do we need to... Order in the court. So we have to wait? No, the you the don't have to wait. I'm saying all's good. Okay. I'm saying okay. that human The rules were not alive. explained very clearly, I have to say. <laughs> okay, question three, and this one will determine who gets to make the decision on the arguments. Name one of the top 10 restaurants that millennials are credited with killing. All right, this is Joey Greer. Uh, Benny's and uh, Tina's uh, Pancake House. It is not Benny and Tina's Pancake House. You can keep guessing Damn. if you want. Anyone here? One of the okay. top 10 top restaurants. Top 10 restaurants that millennials are credited with killing oh. because they're not going. Joey. The TGI Fridays. TGI Fridays is correct. There it is. There it is, man. Some other. Oh, Joey is God, hot. Well, I'm, right I'm good to, I'm going to, first of all, I'm going to challenge the definition of that as a restaurant. So, <laughs> wow. So wow, that's, wow, sir. So wow, that's, sir. Uh, no, and, well, wow, and, sir. And, 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 yeah. <laughs> Let's, yeah. What do you think a restaurant is? Uh, it's it's many things, but thank, <laughs> okay, well, name but thank God it's not one I've been in. <laughs> nice. You've, You've never, never been had, to a TGA Friday. You no, haven't never. had the flat matzo sticks. I, I, okay, now I'm being You get taken a cup to a, of broccoli and cheese soup, you dip them in. If you'd have told me it was going to get okay. so dark in here. Now, Simon, you know that I'm a world-renowned chef. I, yes. I, I hope you still have respect for me. But at TGI Fridays, you can get like a platter with jalapeno poppers and potato skins yeah, and anyway. chicken wings on one plate. Yeah, they I think I understood about one word of that. <laughs> now, don't get me wrong. I, no, I like restaurants. That, you know, I love me a Bojangles <laughs> biscuit and all of that. But I don't, don't think knowingly... 
and I've ever been into a TGI Friday. You said it I correctly. I don't think so. We might have to have some translation. There we go. They cover Even everything I've been in here. Jack Daniels. <laughs> Jack Daniels. Yeah. Well, that's not bad. No. Yeah, there you go. The old bourbon <laughs> yeah. works. Okay. Some other answers were uh, Buffalo Wild Wings, Chili's, Cheesecake Factory, Applebee's, Hooters, Old Country Buffet, Ruby Tuesdays, Pizza Hut, and Hands. But have Chicago they all, you're saying they've all been killed? Yeah. They've all gone? Uh-huh. Well, millennials aren't going because they're cool right now, and they're all running around downtown LA, and they're all St- going to cool S- taco trucks. Standing in line for bad food. There, ooh, oh, there wow. it is. And getting right into it. Uh, Joey, you have won the trivia round, so you get to make the difficult decision. Do you want to present your argument first, or would you like Simon to present his? I think we'll start with Simon. We'll start with hate. No, and we'll start with gracious. You're taking you? the home team approach. This is your home studio as well, right? It is, yeah. Your, yeah. Your, your, this, this, is, this is where I live. Recorded right here in Studio C. <laughs> That's it. Can I just be That's careful? It. No one's going to take uh, any like camera like pictures of me sending signals to Richard. <laughs> no. I don't want anything to come back to us afterwards. I don't want to be like the Astros in here. I don't want anything going. None of that. <laughs> See, and I like, and this is from a man who knows nothing about American no, sports. No, I know. Like, you got it right. You, you know, know that Astros Did are, I get that right? Yeah. The, the Astros are not a cricketing team. You do no, know this. They're not. They, they're they don't not. play cricket. They're not. All right, and before you start, Simon, we got to take a quick break. We'll be right back. A new season of Bridgerton is here. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabrielle Collins, and this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Colin Bridgerton has returned from his travels abroad. Is betrothal written in the stars for The Eligible Bachelor? Meanwhile, the ton is reverberating with speculation of who holds Lady Whistledown's pen. We're discussing it all. I sit down with Nicola Coughlin, Luke Newton, Shonda Rhimes, and more to offer an exclusive peek behind the scenes of each episode of the new season. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. (laughs) You couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC 
was leading a secret double life. She's breathing. Yes, she's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle, and I'm an investigative reporter for the L.A. Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, the story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, we're back, and today in the food court, we have Simon Majumdar, who thinks all restaurants should have a reservation system, while Joey Greer thinks that waiting in line isn't so bad. The way this works is that each of you will have three minutes to state your case during this time. You cannot use your time to say negative stuff about your opponent. If you do, I can just go nuts and decide that you lose right there in the spot. Got it? Got it. Okay, here we go. Don't worry. You'll get time to sort of uh, re rebut the other contestant. Is that the way you say it, Simon? Yeah, a, a, a rebuttal. A rebuttal. Uh, and you'll get all the reasons to tell Joey why so he's wrong. butts with you, Americans, Later. isn't it? Yeah, we love them. Butts <laughs> Can't get enough. There it is. All right, so Simon Majumdar, you're up first. Your three minutes are uh, queued up on the clock. Are you ready? Absolutely. Your time starts now. Now, ladies and gentlemen of the airwaves, my name is Simon Majumdar, and today I would like to put before you my argument for the case that standing in line for a meal is just, well, plain silly. And further, that operating a no-reservations restaurant, a strategy that is one of the key promoters of people having to stand in line for food, is the desperate act of a scoundrel. Now, I have to preface my argument by acknowledging that I'm a man of a certain age, and even if I did not condemn the notion of standing in line in food for principle, it would be an increasingly challenging pastime for a man with a prostate, which, to quote my doctor, is as big as a throw cushion. But... Physical challenges aside, even looking back to the distant golden past where my urine flow could move ice cakes around the urinal, urinal even, at the speed of Ayrton Senna, I've always thought that standing in line was rather foolish. And for this, I have reasons three. The first is, like any self-respecting grown-up, I have a profound dislike of the concept of no reservations restaurants. It's a concept that promulgates the notion that restaurant time is more important than your own. It isn't, and is almost entirely opposed to the very notion of hospitality. The restaurant might as well put up a sign saying, thanks for the money, now bugger off. As a grown-up, I want to know where I'm going to eat and at what time. It's not too much to ask. However, at a no-reservations restaurant, you will find yourself either standing in line for hours before the place opens and then eating at a time that would earn you an early bird discount in Florida or waiting so long in line until later in the evening that you finally put fork to mouth at a late hour when civilised folk should be tucked up in bed with a cup of tea watching the latest episode of Miss Marple on Masterpiece Theatre. Quite simply, if I have a choice for a restaurant that takes reservations and one that does not, I will always choose the former, no matter how large the squeal of hype that surrounds the latter. Always. Now, which brings me neatly onto the second reason, which is indeed the hype and herd mentality that goes hand in hand with standing in line for a meal. Now it appears that it is not so much about the end result of eating something hopefully delicious, but about the experience of standing in line for periods that could often be measured with a calendar, not a stopwatch. Then posting about this joyous experience on something that I believe young folk call the gram. 
This occurs everywhere, but is particularly noticeable here in Los Angeles, which is known for its love of hyped-up dining. I love that, and let us all look down at the ground in shame as we remember this, once produced an app that gave people the locations where they could stand in line to eat subpar food from now long-defunct food trucks. Yes, great eating should be an experience at whatever level you choose to dine, but that should be about the food, not about how many TikTok stories you have time to create while you're waiting for the establishment to have the decency of serving you. And that finally brings me to my main reason for loathing the notion of standing in line for a restaurant, and that is on nearly every occasion where I have been persuaded to stand in line for what seems like an endless amount of time, the food which I have been presented with has often been at best woefully disappointed woefully disappointing as the latest Star Wars trilogy or supporting, sorry Richard, Arsenal FC. Oh! I ran out of time. Somehow you managed to squeeze in the Arsenal insult at the end. Always. <laughs> Always. And as well, I think you insulted everyone in this room and there's a lot of people in this room. But that's good. It's a good argument for sure. <laughs> I didn't get um, there, but I hope I have at least have, given the three arguments. Uh, even you, if I didn't finish my complete There was a lot diatribe. there. There was a lot there. <laughs> there was Simon, a lot going your on. Preparation. Who's your preparation. Who's your team? Your premier. Uh, you? you wouldn't know them. They're in the lower divisions. Rotherham United. No. no. Yes. Or as I... As I knew them until I was 15, Rotherham United nil, just to save time. Ooh, that's Ooh. nice. Yeah. Nice. That I'm a works. tune. Are you? Yeah. Oh, really? I like there Newcastle. Newcastle. Oh, that's yeah. respect, respect. Yeah. A team that looks like a bunch of referees running yeah, around. Yeah, I mean, you know. I... <laughs> but also, who gave their their kit is why Juventus play in black and white. Because mm. they, the, someone from Newcastle went down there. And why Atletico play in red and white, because someone from Sunderland went down there. Ah, there's always and one of those stories. Yeah, kind of amazing. Story. Anyway, sorry. Uh, you get lots of points uh, as I'm over here. You said prostate, which is always yeah. like an interesting word to I mention. also wrote down a point for you a for A couple that. of times. Uh, and you somehow, uh, and, you, and you brought up TikTok, which I thought was just like so current of you mm -hmm. to bring up TikTok. I'm a very current man. Uh, can people find you on TikTok, Simon? No. <laughs> okay. No. Just I, if, to be honest, if they could, I should probably be arrested because I'm told that it's like, just basically teenage young ladies. Uh, it's the new Vine. I mean, I don't know what yeah. Vine is. What's Vine? Uh, yeah, Fair it's enough. like it's really short videos. You can, I've you just can understood Instagram. Please don't ask me to explain. Sorry, yeah, that's on us. That is also our fault. You brought it up, by the way. I just the ground. Okay, here we you go. Right. Joey, that's it. Joey Greer, you're up next. You got three minutes. That, I have to say, Simon brought the heat there. Yes, or he, he did. Or he, he brought lots of words for yes, sure. Are you ready to go? I am. Joey, your three minutes start now. Your Honor. Ladies and gentlemen of the choir here, we are gathered here today to talk about something that is very personal to all of us. That is being present. Now, how can I be present if I'm on my phone? I cannot. How can I be present if I'm online? I cannot. How can I be present if I'm writing down on a piece of paper, drawing little cartoons for an old lady on the bus? That's a good deed, but I cannot. I can be present when I am in line. I can be present when I'm standing behind somebody and smelling their hair, looking at the shape of their shoulders, arms, torso, buttocks, legs to the feet. That, my friends, is a human body. That is how I talk to people with my body and their body. If I go into a restaurant and I said I have a reservation, they say, no, no, your computer does. Your phone does. I have a voice, but I don't see no person. Do you understand what I'm saying? But if I walk up to the line and I wait my turn and I get to those front doors, they're going to say, you are next. You are next. And they're going to shake my hands and we will have communion. And that is community.
That is love. That is acceptance. Now, I understand that what I'm saying here today might be challenging to some of you. It might be hard to hear, but the truth is that we need community now more than ever. And if you disagree with that, my friend, then you are disagreeing with your own soul. So take a second before you make a choice and really listen to what we both got to say. Right, Joey that's, Greer that's time. resting his case with one minute left. Uh, let's uh, just let's do it. Let's just sit in silence. Let's just. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll take that. Extra yeah, yeah, honestly, straight. you know what? If you didn't get your third no. point, no, no, do it, do it. no, no. Get your third point. Get it. Get it. My third point. Community. Get it out there. See what I wanted to finish, and I appreciate you giving me that extra space. Is that not all food is bad if you have to stand in line, but the majority of it is woefully disappointing. So that's it. That's all I wanted to... Okay. That was very impressive. Joey Greer <laughs> taking us to church, delivering the sermon. This is a hot contest right now. I mean, this could go either way. Who and knows? then emphasizing the community fact by giving you more time, Simon. Mm-hmm. By giving you some more time. I mean... It's, it's, it's a wonderful thing, and I'm very... I'm, I feel very blessed. It is by by the minister in charge. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, Joey, where do we send money to uh, be a part of this? All alms can be sent to my Venmo. Uh, so, <laughs> well, he's going to be standing in line at restaurants for a long time, so you can usually find him outside howling rays. Well played. Well played. There we go. Listen, you both made a lot of good points, but no argument is complete without hearing the other person go into all the reasons why you're wrong. <laughs> So Simon Majumdar, you will be up first. You get the chance now to say, is it reverend at this point? I don't, you get it. I'm a lawyer. I'm a lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I'm a man of the law. You get a chance to tell Joey all of the reasons why he's wrong. You got two minutes for your rebuttal. Are you ready, Simon? I am. Your time starts now. Well, first of all, I have to say, as a man who trained as an Anglican priest, as a Bachelor of Divinity, no less, I really appreciated that kind of religious response you gave to standing in line. But... You didn't answer any of the questions I put. First of all, the fact that you end up eating at ridiculous hours. So, yes, you can have community, but if you're going to have it at 3 o'clock in the morning or you're going to have it at 4 o'clock in the afternoon, I'm afraid I would rather be at home than on my knees waiting to get a ham sandwich from somewhere. So there you go. The other thing is... I don't know that we get community when people stand in line because I've just passed a line outside. I believe there were all these young folk out there and they were standing in line for someone called Halsey, who I've never heard <laughs> of, but Halsey. Anyway, so I'm sure Halsey, I hear she's very talented. But anyway, not one of them was talking to each other. They were all staring down at their phones. They were all doing whatever. So there is no community there. There was no group hugs. There was no kumbaya. There was none of that while they were waiting in line. They were all in their own private bubble and that's what's happening. Everyone goes to stand in line. And then this is about that hype and the herd. They're all standing there taking pictures of themselves or having other people take pictures of themselves. The other thing is a lot of people who stand in line are paying other people to stand in line for them. Go to Howling Rays. There are people who actually go and stand in line for you. You pay them money and they stand in line. So I think that community side is not is not even there. But I have to say I do appreciate there's a lot of youthful exuberance here. And I think if you if you have that youthfulness that I no longer have, I've had it beaten out of me over the years, you might want to do that and hope that the world is going to be a better place by you standing in line for some fried chicken. I very much doubt it, though. Mm, well said, Simon, with the rebuttal, finishing with a few seconds left of time, but that's fine. 
Uh, you got it all in this this round. <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> Sorry, it's just. I mean, it's a classic. It's, You're yeah, in America yeah. now. Yeah, you I, know. I understand. Yeah, that. we get it. We get it. You yeah. mentioned Halsey and TikTok. You mm-hmm. might as well just yeah. go for it. All right, here we go. Joey Greer, your rebuttal. You got two minutes to tell Simon why he's wrong. Are you ready to go? I am. Your time starts now. Number one. My opening statement was such, an opening statement. It was not to attack your point, but more importantly, to cement mine. Number two, the fact that you say those individuals in line are not having any community, I challenge that, sir. I see that they are going to see an individual do their art, yes? And while in line, they need food, so they go onto their phones to make a reservation. And in doing so, they lose the community. Do you understand? If there was a line to go to get food, they wouldn't have to be on the phone, sir. Number three. You believe. Wait, what was your third one? (laughs) That all the food is rubbish or mostly rubbish. Yes. Or a lot of it. Not all of it. Yeah, some of it some of it it can be. I can give you that. I can I can I can assume that people can make mistakes. And as an iron chef, I understand that you got a steel heart. But with the right kind of temperament, I'm sure we can melt it and make you human once again to let you know that the flaws are what make us perfect. (laughs) And in that Flauticity, there is love. Now, you have mentioned you don't like PBS. You have mentioned that you don't like food trucks. It sounds like you don't like the everyman. It sounds like you are against individuals who are trying to raise themselves from the bootstraps. (laughs) But I understand that. All the fancy restaurants do take reservation. I get that. But all the stinky pinky ones, they don't. But maybe that's just me. Maybe, Maybe I don't have a palate. Maybe I just have soul. All right, that's my time. I don't know how much time I got. Wow. There we go. I'm both of you coming in on the rebuttal with a little bit of time to spare. This this is very close. Let, let's be honest. Is there any last last words that you want to make to the court here, Simon? I, I just want to say that I think restaurants that do make reservations don't have to be fancy restaurants. They just have to have a computer. Yeah, I think most. And of them. actually, yeah, there's a lot of a lot of <laughs> very so not fancy yeah, restaurants. There's a lot of restaurants make, that make reservations. Mm, there but we to go. be fair, you know, maybe they don't. Mm. <laughs> we don't mm. know. <laughs> this one oh, is. Oh, th- no, this is what I want to say. There was fake news in what you were saying. There was wow. Fake news. Wow. Yeah. All right. There we go. Listen, two uh, inc- really compelling arguments. I have to say that this one is really, really tough to call. And that's why being the judge is so difficult. And it kind of comes down to really, I feel like this, the moment of time that we are in. Should you be on a line waiting for possibly mediocre food, right? Or should you have the ability to sort of make a reservation? Can you do both? In some restaurants, you can. Uh, (laughs) You can wait for a a line and also have a reservation. Maybe that's the answer. What about street food where you, you're at a t- Do you not like all food trucks? No, no, no. You have to wait all no. night. You can't make a reservation. No, then. no. But I will tell you that the, the, I will say the length of line I have stood in for st- uh, food trucks or for street food, the ratio to the quality of what you get at the end is often not in kilter. So here's the thing I find that you'll go and stand at one place that's got the hype and the herd, as I call it, and you'll stand in line forever and ever and ever. You get to the end, you'll get something, you go... Ah, okay, that was fine. You'll go to somewhere just down the corner or around the corner, particularly if you're in a country that is full of amazing street food. If I've been in China or if I've been in Malaysia, if I've been wherever, you go around the corner, there's someone doing something almost identical just as well. It doesn't have the hype. It doesn't have, it's not been mentioned in the New York Times travel section, but it's just as good. Mm. And I think what it's doing is people are being guided now by, by kind of influences, for want of a better word. 
there's lots of great fried chicken in this city. Hey, and I'm not just sucking up to the judge here, but you do some at your own restaurants that you've opened here. And quite frankly, I enjoy it just as much as a place that I won't name that I like where you stand in line for days. Mm. You know, and they actually have a Twitter clock telling you how many days you're going to be standing in line. Good stuff, but I prefer the stuff at your restaurant. Mm, there you go. Which also the stuff at my restaurant does not have, uh, we don't take reservations. Mm. You do not, but I can order online. This is true. This and, is true. and also you're not as busy as them. Ooh, <laughs> plug it, well. plug it, plug We're it, plug it, plug We're it. a bit like Crack Shack. Uh, come say hi <laughs> to us. Crack Shack, it's great. Listen, I think there are in- some incredibly valid points here. I just want to say something with the, Please, the street Joe. food and you coming in there and feeling like, Meh, I don't know. You know, you've already said that you, you might be at moments of curmudgeon. Yeah. And I feel like it's the energy you're bringing in the line. How dare you? Giving that food that taste. You're already upset. So the time you get there, you're going to, who cares what it is? So basically everything tastes of bile. Yeah, right, right, yeah. It's cold sick. It's a cup of cold sick, It is a cup of cold sick. So you get up there and you're like, this sucks. But if, you know, I wish I could take a little bit of my blood and put it in you. Right, and so you could feel that youthful <laughs> exuberance. That, we All right, just, nah, All nah, right. I, yeah. that's for a whole other episode. <laughs> we'll take that to HR. Yo, you come over here, sit over here. Oh, oh. order, order in the court. The judge, which, this is me, <laughs> has a verdict. Oh, oh wow! After a long deliberation, which was somewhere around seventy-five seconds. I was say, not that yeah, long. you hardly even thought about it. I've been thinking about this long and At hard. Least we didn't have to wait in line for the verdict. Oh, exactly. Wow. We wow, don't have to wait man. in line for the wow. verdict. Yeah. And uh, Simon, much like yourself, I do not enjoy waiting in line. I have other things to do. And I think there's certainly other ways that restaurants can get people to enjoy their food without having them queue up for, as you said, a calendar's worth of time. At the end of of the day, I do feel that there is some theater and humanity in the process of waiting on that line. And I declare Joey Greer. Yes! What? Yes! Never again. Food court is closed. (laughs) You are all dead to me. For more Simon Majumdar, you can find his food history podcast, Eat My Globe, wherever you download podcasts. (laughs) And for more Joey Greer, you can check out his improv podcast, Alchemy This, and his new sketch album, Good Night. Yeah, check it out on Amazon, uh, Spotify, iTunes, everywhere. Simon, where, else, where can we find you? You can find me at Simon Majumder on everything because there's, I think there's only one of me in the world. <laughs> and yeah, do go and check out the Eat My Globe podcast. We just did an interview with Ken Burns. About to go and do one with Jacques Pepin. We've been doing some wonderful stuff on food history. So mm. if you want to know where gin or fish and chips or the history of tea or anything like that and you're into food, go check it out. That's where you can find Simon. Where you cannot find him is on a long line <laughs> at a food truck this afternoon. Food Court is a production of iHeartRadio. I'm Richard Blaze. My producer is Crystal Batmei. Food Court was created by our executive producer Christopher Hasiotis. The rest of my Food Court clerks are Gabrielle Collins, David Wasserman, and Jasmine Blaze. Our amazing theme song is by Jason Naismith. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. And until next week, stay hungry. Food Court with Richard Brenny eggs right out of my face. A new season of Bridgerton is here. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabby Collins. And this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday.
The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elia Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. Well, how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s She looked like a million bucks Scams a bunch of famous athletes out of untold fortunes Nearly 10 million dollars was all gone It's just unbelievable Hide your money in your old rich men Because <laughs> she is on the prowl Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer On the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts <laughs> 